This is a nigga that is not known in the world. But I found it. I got the uh, four gigabytes of Shlomo from Shmali Wind. And uh, I found Shlomo singing this nigga. Hope I can get the chords right.
is says like this, and he would say on page twenty-seven. Torah There's a very deep Torah, but a very deep Torah that he wants to share with us from the Ishbitzer. But first, I want to teach you a little bit, talk a little bit about the Heilige Rebbe, the Ishbitzer Rebbe. So he starts off with the more famous one. Surely you've heard of the Kotzker Rebbe. Excuse me. We have a little note here. Rabbi Menachem Mendel Morgenstern of Kotzk, 1787 to 1859. Kotzk Rebbe is particularly famous for his sharp barbs and koyach. Oh, we can make it work. Um, and, uh, and what's it called? And he um, was the more famous Rebbe. Thanks to Reb Shlomo, actually, the Ishbitzer became a lot more well-known. Really, he's the one who, who, who really publicized the existence and the Torah of Ishbitzer. And he um, says, surely you've heard of the Kotzker, right? So just pause for a second. Okay, now well, let's keep going. There was, I'm going to take a second and just talk about the Pshischer. The Pshischer Rev was the Rebbe of both the Kotzker and the Ishbitzer, and the Alexander, and Rabbi Yitzhak and the Chedush and many, many great Rebbes in Poland. We were talking about it a little bit on Thursday night. I was, I merited in this past Elul to be in the town of Pshesch. Your great-great-grandfather in the world. I was by the, the Tzion, also I was by his kever of the Pshischer, and the Yira Kodesh, and Chaim. Their base medrash, the, the, the Simcha Bunim Shizchur's base medrash is still standing. It was built by the Hela Gitemeral, the queen of Polish Hasidus, who was, whose husband's massive, I think it was a logging business. She directed most of his stucca, and she was the, I don't want to say she wore the pants, but you know what I mean? She was the, she was the power lady. She was the power lady. Temeral, Temeral. Uh, they lived, I think they lived in Krakow, if I remember correctly. And she built that base medrash, the Rebsim Chabunim, which became the Merkaz of the Hasidus of Poland. Rebsim Chabunim was um, very close with the Choyzim of Lublin. And he's the one who really flowered, brought the flower of Hasidus to Poland. Reb Chabunim was an incredible person. He went, he was so open. He went and studied pharmacology, or whatever you call that, you know, uh, healing, the healing herbs and chemicals and so on in Germany. And um, he became, you know, he was able to write prescriptions and he um, didn't dress, the Chassidim all wore long coats. He wore a short coat. He was very also into the rationalistic tradition. He was very into the Rambam and another obscure Rishon called Yedaya Hapnini, who wrote these short, like philosophical teachings. And he was very into being real. of Simchavarim. He one time um, wrote a letter to a different Rebbe at the time and said, you know, your your Torah is so fancy and so filled with gematrias, like numerical uh, values and so on, and different Kabbalistic insights that come from that. He says, but you know, the law is, the halacha is, the Shema, you're allowed to say, b'chol lashon, you're allowed to say the Shema in every language. So what happens to your kavanas if you're saying the Shema in Polish? <laughs> and he was challenging this Rebbe that if you if you too much kind of make the science of the Kabbalah 
and you lose the essence of what it really what it really is is not the numbers or the letters or the sfirot. What it really is is something much deeper. It's something experiential. It's something something in the depths of the modalities of relating to God and relating to yours and Shama and relating to Klal Yisrael. All these other things are sort of approximations and ways of talking about them. But if you really know what the Shema is, then you can have all the Kavanas even in Polish, right? And you don't lose yourself because you're missing the technicalities to hold on to, you know? Simchabunim was such an open, beautiful person. Oh my gosh. And the proof is that each one of his students became their own shining big thing. Each one of his students was like, you know, the Kotzker was the Kotzker of this fire for Emes. And the Ishbitzer we're going to talk about soon, about the depths of, of the blood, sweat, and tears of the human experience and the truth that comes out from that. And the Shidu She'arim, the beginning of, of Ger Hasidus, the Omek Omek of learning, of Talmudic learning. The Shidu She'arim was one of the best Talmudists. People would send, people from Lithuania would send their sons to learn Gemara and Poskim with the Shidu She'arim because he was such a, you know, like, Reb Simcha Bonim was just not afraid. The light of Hasidus can be everywhere. If you're if you're a learner, you can have the light of Hasidus in the Talmud. If you're more into philosophic, like the Rambam type, of thing, you can have the light of Hasidus there. If you're into pharmacy, if you're into healing and 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 medicine, you can have Hasidus there. It's not just only this sort of um, the Kabbalistic uh, official mystical tradition. It's 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 about God. So you can find God everywhere. And he empowered people to be themselves so beautifully and so, so wonderfully. I, I had this chus to be in his base manager. You can go to Pshis. I played saxophone in his base manager. It's a little bit falling apart, but you can still feel the grandeur, these huge arches and, and these lions that are still like carved into the wall. And the way the bima was in the middle with all that, like just you can feel the grandeur, the elegance. Oh my God. It's really uh, worth the trip. And um, so, where are we? So with Rabbi Shalmah was introducing us to the Ishbitzer, really, so we went to the Kotzker, who was his dear friend, right? Yedido Minoar, his dear friend from childhood, was Rabbi Mordechai Yosef Ishbitz, was with him, right? He says, Cheniftar HaRabbi Mepshizk, when Rabsim Chobon Mepshizk passed on and died, the Kotzker and the Ishbitzer were both in his base medrash, and they were dear old childhood friends. Now, Rabbi Mikotsk, Nasser Rabbi. The Rabbi Mikotsk became the new Rabbi. When Rabbi Simchal passed away, everybody was Kotzker. You know, he's the Melech. He was the Melech. Kayadua, Rabbi Mikotsk, Sagur. The Rabbi was, the Kotzker barely could handle Olam Hazen. We're talking a bit about Moish Allah Vashalom, Moish Pesach ben 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 Avigdor Ben Yamin, learning Shabili Ilu Nishmaso. Moish also had that, like uh, he had a Kotzker side. There. <laughs> there's, you know, there's there's one thing about you know being somebody because you know when you really really love people, then you can't stand any. Any any bit of falsehood that that covers over the light of the realness of the person, right? Uh, yeah, Mindy, you knew you knew Moish, yeah, you knew Moish a little bit, a little bit. Oh no, oh my God, the generation doesn't know. Kavod, Moish. Anyway, we'll get you some. You knew Moish, yeah, you know. Oh, Moish. So anyway, so uh, yeah, the the Kotzker one time said. They asked him, "Why don't you make a safer? Why don't you write your your Torahs out and make a safer?" And the Kotzker said, a Sefer. He says, you know what will happen if I make a Sefer? Somebody will be learning it on a Shabbos afternoon. And they'll fall asleep. And they'll start drooling. And their drool will go all over my Sefer. He says, do I need to write a book for someone's drool to ruin the book? The Kotzker like, watch out, right? Makes sense. Yeah. So he, in other words, he just didn't have, he wanted the realness of people 
and he just didn't have so much time for like the you know the trappings the you know so he was very closed every time that people will come Judith just came in is that who you were in touch with Judy anyway uh, every time that people came to him good people he didn't have time to spend time with them he would say he would send people said, send, go to my friend so he was the official Rebbe sort of closed away in a room and the person who actually dealt with people when they came to Pshesch was Reb Mordechai Yosef Liner, the Ishbitzer Rebbe, who Hashem. He can give you some advice and be your counselor in the Vodas Hashem. Rebbe Ishbitz Hayabakotsk Shlosh Shana. And so there they were. Ah, so I guess when he took over, he didn't stay in Pshisk, he moved to Kotsk. And there the Ishbitzer was with him actually kind of functioning really as as Rebbe, and the Kotsk was sort of like, the Kotsk himself was kind of cloistered away. And he was there for 13 years. And then on Simcha's Torah in the year Tafresh, the year 1840, the Chassidim say that Imamish heard a, a voice from Shemayim telling him, the time has come for you to become your own Rebbe. Time has come for you to be Rebbe. After that Simchas Torah, he told the Kotzker, I have to go. I need to do my own thing. Right? It's not an easy thing. Not an easy thing to, to, to have a split like that. But he did so. And Rav Shlomo says the Kotzker accompanied him out to the city limits of Kotzk. I never heard it before. That's Kuvaldik. And then the Kotzker, when he came back, closed himself in a room. And basically didn't come out for 20 years. They say, by the way, that Rav Nasan, the student of Rabbi, of Rabbi Nachman, Rav Nasan, in his travels, went to Kotsk, and when they and he and they he knocked and tried to get in, and somebody went and told the Kotsker, the student of the Likute Moran is here and wants to see you, and he let him in, and they talked for hours, and when he left. This is in Breslov oral tradition. When when Reb Nassan left, the Kotzker said about Reb Nassan, he's he's a he's a he's a doctor and a Vodas Hashem. He's a full fledged doctor. He said about Reb Nassan. Beautiful. So that is in Breslov tradition. So after Simchas Torah, he told the Rebbe he's going. He went and he okay. For the la- the last twenty years. He almost didn't come out at all. From that moment where his dear friend, when Mordechai Yosef, left him, Kanireh really affected him in the soul that when he left. There's someone leaving out some of the, there were some windows broken, there were some over the years there, unfortunately. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. I'm, like, I'm not going to get into that part, but there was a little machlot. The chassidim don't understand what's going on between the higher souls. Shalom says, Okay, now Shalom, I just want to take two more seconds about the Kotzkin The Izbitzer recognized that his Torah was really important for the world. We're going to learn one of his Torahs in a, in a minute. Um, he recognized that his Torahs were really, he, he and that he, he needs to have his own space to be able to give them over. As we're going to see, his Torah relates a lot to the experience of being human. Whereas the Kotzker is sort of trying to um, not cancel out, but to sort of get 
I looked up, I went upstairs and I was looking around to try to find a Torah from the Kotzke Rebbe. It's not easy to find Torahs from him. Like you say, he didn't want his Torahs written down. He, the people, he didn't want to get drooled on. He had no time for that and so on, right? <laughs> but uh, the Kotzke, I mean, there's certain things he said. One, one famous thing he said is there's, there's a minhag on Rosh Hashanah not to eat, on Rosh Hashanah night not to eat nuts, egos. Mm-hmm. Because egos is gematria chet, which means sin. And the Kotzke said, Ah, don't be so worried about the nuts. You know what else is gematria? Chet. Chet. <laughs> Everybody's worried about like, you know, like, let's tell them to tshuva, you know. And so, so. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I cut the nuts, right? <laughs> so the Kotzke, you know, and I, when I was learning and rummaging around, Shalom has a lot of Baruch Hashem, awesome Sfarim up there. And there is someone who tried to gather together Torahs from the Kotzker that someone else heard. That It's like third-hand kind of, a, you know, thing. And one thing that I saw up there, the Kotzker said, apparently he spoke about this. We have so many mitzvahs that are Zecher Litzyat Mitzrayim. Kiddush, and we have in the Kriyat Shema, and we have the Sukkah, and so many, so many, so many things that we say, Zecher Litziyot Mitzrayim, Tefillin, also, so many things are to remember Yitziyot Mitzrayim. And many other places, even when the Torah talks about uh, not to not to take interest from your fellow Jew, Ribis, it mentions that I took you out from Mitzrayim, like again and again. And then uh, Kotzker said that... Um, we need all of those mitzvahs to remind us of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, because otherwise we would forget. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not enough to just have a mitzvah term. He asks, well, we have a mitzvah every day to remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Not enough. Like, we need to, like, to get back the immediacy. Hashem took you out. Hashem took you out. Where, what? Are you, how are you living? You know, like, Hashem took you all, did all those things to get us out to be here. And, and where are you and how are you acting now? You know, like like all the mitzvahs are, are uh, dafka tied into that to give you that, that Yitzhak Mitzvah and consciousness. Get, kind of get back to that original point of freshness, of standing right before Hashem, of Hashem having taken you out, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Everyone's having a condition to be constantly want to go back to Mitzvah. Mm-hmm. We, we saw it right away. Yeah, right, right away. Nita Rosh. I don't know if you guys in the Zoom could hear that. Um, uh, we have, we have, uh, as Ari is saying, we have, we have a, a a condition that we, we keep on going back to Mitzrayim. Not just we forget about it. We go right back in. We go right back in. So all the mitzvahs are there to keep reminding us that you're out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you think you're, you want to go back. I took you out for a reason. Right. Focus on that. No! Love you, brother. Come in, come in. We just don't want to push. 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 Now, Rabbi Shlomo says something that, this is something apparently that Rabbi Shlomo spoke about. He said, as best as I can see, I don't know so much, among all the great holy masters, of the Chassidus, there are two tzaddikim who really, they turn your soul right around, turn your soul over. They turn it over, turn it over, and turn it over. Until they find that right spot, and boom, get you. He didn't say those exact words, but... Who are the two rabbis? Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi and Ishbitz. And another place of Shlomo said, it's okay to say it, I think if it's anywhere in the world, it's okay to say it. Shlomo said, he said, this is, in, this is brought in his uh, parish to... Oros Hachuva. Rav Shlomo has a, there's a, and it was it was written, it was written out. A pay was printed out. His uh, he taught Rav Cook's Sefer about Chuva. In the beginning, there he also was speaking about Ishbitz and Breslov. 
And he says, all other chasidus is, is medicine, and ishbits and breasts are drugs. <laughs> just <laughs> drugs. Yeah. It's not just it's not just meaning to say, you know, there's there's one thing like to get you back to zero, you know, to, to heal the ailment. Great, it's all moments great. But it's something that's just gonna <laughs> like lift you right out of your out of your shoes. Business Hashem, that's what Psalmo said. Is Bresov and Ishbitz, Rabbi Nachman and Ramorcha Yosef. Zemashu, Acher Lagam, Remashu, Acher Lagam. Something else, Mom, something else, completely something else. Call it to Dikim, Shushelis Ishbitz, because there were a bunch of, he had the Beis Yaakov. The Beis Yaakov is a big, thick, a bunch of big, thick books. And I heard, by the way, from, I forgot who it was, I heard from a friend of mine in America. That Rub Shlomo knew the 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 Beis Yaakov. He knew every single thing. Each book had like maybe a hundred or more Torahs. Each one of them, like a good few pages of double column writing. Rub Shlomo knew them backwards and forwards. Each one exactly. He was Mamashah. He hid it, but he knew. I mean, forget about it. He knew the Gemara. He knew everything. He says all of not just Rav Mordechai Yosef. Ben of Ishbitz, but also his son Yaakov, and then he, who was who has a savior called the base Yaakov, and then his son Gershon Chonuch Henuch Miradzin. He moved to Radzin. That's where the Radziner Tchelis comes from. Was also one of the great Gaonim. He wrote. He put together. He 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 put together all of the sections in the Gemara that talks about the laws of Taharot and made a Gemara on Seder Taras. Like uh, well, unbelievable, and he went and researched and found the blue, the what the what Breslovers wear and what uh, Radziners wear, the blue that is not the more recent one that seems to be more archaeologically correct. This uh, his his was from a little squid somewhere. Anyway, the uh, so uh, okay. So I'm saying all of them they were all so great. So like we said, the Kotzker is a certain kind of MS that is like constantly trying to get back to that original truth, like let's mm-hmm. say Vitzias Mitzrayim, and have it be immediate and just not get blurred. Just mm-hmm. just be in that immediate, just straight, like right in front of Hashem place always. And to really live like that, you kind of, you end up locked in a room for 20 years, you know, like you really want to live like that. There's like no room for the world. There's like no room for the world. And we, you know, every, each of us has that a little bit inside that like, I don't have room. I like the world is not meeting my expectations. Doesn't mm-hmm. say, I'm going to, I, if I want to really fully be MS, I can't. I mean, I have friends like this also, like when, once you start to realize, you know, all the different kinds of corruptions that are out there, you know, and what and what's going on like in the, in the food world and in the money world and in the clothing world and in the chocolate world and in the whatever, like, no, I can't eat this, I can't do that, I can't do... You end up like, if you really want to be totally emesic, even just on the level of human justice, and look back at the root of all the things we're using all the time and, and, and be completely emesic about it, it's heavy, it's heavy, what can I say? It really is heavy. I remember that I was like I was young. I was like 17, 18 when I started hanging out with with the with the Hevra, the, the more kind of uh the more uh what do you call them again? Uh, anarchist Hevra. Hang out with the anarchist Hevra. We did some sit-ins on banks. We did we like but we were like against system, you know. And Mamish, you know, like uh this this uh you start to realize just existing, just being a member of Western society, you're guilty. Yeah. You know, like you're just guilty. You're like, it's like, it's very heavy to, to realize it. Anyways, that's just only on the Gashmi level. We try to be emistic on a Ruchni level. It's very hard to have room for anybody. The Rambam actually writes in Nechus Tshuva. The Rambam says Nechus Tshuva. Um, it's a very, very, it's, it's you know, it's not the... the I should read it to you. It's like, it's not the it's not the most typical Rambam. Doesn't sound, usually the Rambam is like the middle road, you know, you know, to the golden the golden uh, what's it called the golden mean or whatever they call it, the golden rule the golden you know big. 
But he said that if you see that society is mamish going crazy and you want to stay true, then Rasul says, you should leave society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says it. Yeah. yeah, the Rambam writes it. The Rambam writes it. And and now whether that now now again, I'm I didn't come to Shlomo here to, to tell you to go be a hermit, you know, Chas Shalom. But I think part of what made Shlomo able to be Shlomo was that he did not care what people think. He did not care what's conventional. He was he the, he had that Kutzker MS in his veins. Right, Judy, go ahead. She was working for Hashem, mm-hmm. and and that that was his kibun. Right, no other boss, you know, like what you know, people, and and his that that ability, you don't have to physically move out, you know, to move out, you know, and and when you're it, when you ha- have the the wind beneath your wings to tell you, yeah, you're holding on to some real MS, great. Don't let anyone dilute your MS. You know, be and just you, you be the you be the the trendsetter. You know, Shlomo done with this also with Moish, Shlomo like invented a way of talking, you know. <laughs> you know, how you doing sugar, you know, it's the Pope, you know, and, and this and 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 Mamish Gewalt and 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 all that all his whole thing. Nobody spoke like that before him. Nobody said Mamish all the time and, and what a gewalt and when he was talking hippie, hippie, it was unbelievable. It was like he learned he was the hippest. And he was the right, the top, you're my top man, you know, and and and, and yeah, and, and to just you know this the highest and the, the deepest just and the bringing together hippie and Yiddish and Hasidish and, and, and he, but he really created and Moish did too, by the way. Mo, Moish also had a, his there were Moish Moish had his way of talking also. Like people who 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 you know you can coin your own terms, you can be you you, you must be you really be your own self and to be able to really be your own self there's a certain health healthiness of of uh of of not just being plugged in too much to what to yeah. convention to what people think, uh, yeah. you know, what, what Shlomo did to Kabbalah Shabbos. I mean, yeah, it's unbelievable. A Kabbalah Shabbos around the world was just <laughs> you know, like, right, that's it. I mean, that's it. You know, a little nick and here and nick and there. See them sing a little bit, you know, like uh, in between the verses and whatever, but it's you know, like. But to, to, to sing the Mizmorim, to sing, to sing the, the Tehillim, to this and to dance, to get you know, what he did, it it's because he was so outside. He was so not afraid to be outside of everything and what everyone wanted, everyone thought, that then he could come in and bring, you know, a whole new thing. So that's a really, really important thing. The Kotzker, we, we absolutely need the Kotzker. We all have a place in our heart for the Kotzker. We all are the Kotzker in a way. This is a step. should be a healthy Kotzker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also, we're also all of us the Ishvitzer. We're also, also in the depths of the blood, sweat, and tears of the human experience and the mess of the human experience. And we have, I have Torah that talks right to that place and doesn't just keep telling you to leave it and to transcend it and to be beyond it. We have to have something that acknowledges it, that's there with you in the experience, that's that's right, that doesn't that that sees that even even in a certain way celebrates the messiness of the human experience. We also need that term. We need the Ishbitzer's term. Big time we need the Ishbitzer's term. Big time. It's two completely different things. We absolutely need both of them. We must need both of them, right? Okay, so here we're moving into the next little thing. We've talked the shard to open the game. Now maybe let's do a little nigan before we uh, better get David going over here.
Open the gate. The castle mayor of Beno Koshna is This is the Torah. If someone wants to learn with us, go to Batura Vaishanan El Hashem Baesahilema. Moshe Rabbeinu relates to Amisel, and I called out to Hashem at that time to say, right? Moshe Rabbeinu, his parallel chamesh me'od v'chamesh esrei tefilos. The gematria of the word v'etchanan is 515, because I'll say the Moshe so many times, 515 times. Kedei l'hikanes in order to get into Eretz Yisrael, where we, where we are. Moshe Rabbeinu David, 515 times, lo Hashem did not answer his prayer. Didn't get it. So it says, Hashem, im Moshe Rabbeinu if Moshe Rabbeinu wants in his Torah, will I made it to Israel to teach us, eich lehitpalel, teach us how to daven. Let him, <laughs> you want to teach us about davening? So tell us the story where you davened and it happened. <laughs> There's a story 515 times and nothing. right? That's the that's that's how you want to teach us about tefillah. That's how, yes, that is how he wants to teach us about Tvila Dafka Dafka. La Mashal, he says, for example, I want to teach my daughter how to dive. After that, you know, I'm davening all my life. And thank God, right? Therefore, my daughter, you also daven, right? <laughs> what inspiration. <laughs> All right, look, that's not how it's done. That's not how it's done. Okay, so really, the, the kasha is so gewalt, the answer is so gewalt. Oh, the chaim kaveh. You just feel this question, feel this question. Mm-hmm. 515 prayers, not answered. 
And he says, It's so deep and so awesome to the heart of heaven, to the highest heaven. One thing I want to tell you, to get into those gates. Rabbi says something awesome, awesome, awesome. Right? Shlomo sometimes said it awesome three times. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> Maybe that translated to no Rav Ayom. I don't know. When you're davening, open up all the gates in heaven, right? Kol Hasharim, all the gates. Kol each Yid knows this, right? We struggle to get there, but you know that that's what davening really is. Hashem really does open up all the gates. The moment you're really standing before Hashem and davening, something happens in the soul. You're just not the same person that started davening. You continue davening. Something happens in your soul, meaning to say, Hashem is mamish opening the gates. Right? So here, Absalom is talking about the experience of davening. Right? Rabbi Nachman Likuti Muran in Torah 1 in the second section, Rabbi Nachman says, We need, when the Chazal say that you, in Shachris and in Marev, you want to have the Geula Samuch Latfila, you need to be, make the bracha of Geula next to Tfila. Rabbi Nachman says it doesn't just mean make them next to each other, it means you need to bring a Geula to your Tfila. Your Tfila, your prayer needs to be redeemed. And what does that mean, says Rabbi Nachman? It means, that most people daven in order to be done davening. <laughs> Their goal is to be done, right? I heard a joke. What's his name? Shmuel Herenstein, I think. The the rapper. You know, you know that you don't know what? Pashut. Yes, yes. Pashut. Pashut Herenstein, the greatest mama. She's so good. He's hysterical. So he when when we did that talent show thing, open mic at the Pomerantz bookstore. Remember. Uh, Right before, uh, right before Hoshana Rabba or something like that, or whenever it was. Mm-hmm. Well, right before Yom Kippur. So Pashut gets up and he says, mm-hmm. says, he says, says, what's the best part of going off the derech? <laughs> what's the best? It's a joke. But what's the best part of going off? Like for somebody who grew up religious and then to like leave it. Mm-hmm. What's the best part is you wake up in the morning. You're already done davening. <laughs> <laughs> Big <laughs> word breakfast. I don't know. Talking to people, business. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm done. Right? It's a feeling you could only have if you, you dive in like intensely chakras for whatever bunch of years. Time. So, a lot of times, though, right? The gaula is in the artfila is in gallus because we're davening in order to be done davening. Mm-hmm. The goal of davening is to be done davening. Rabbi Nachman says. You have to bring Geula to your tefillah. That means go into the davening. Be in the davening. Don't, don't be thinking about the end. Go there. Like, go there. Well, this is what Shlom was talking about here. The Ishbitz says something awesome, awesome, awesome. It's another aspect. When we're davening to get what we want, or when we the davening get when we do get what we want, the moment that it's like you got what you want, then the door closes. The other thing that takes fila and you something gets lost. If someone would say, I heard him say, not in person, but I heard him say. God is not a Coke machine, you know, <laughs> that like, uh, I put in the quarter, where's my, where's my Coke? And now it's much more than a quarter, now it's, about, yeah. it's like, like, like $4 for a can of Coke. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it's to be like, at most, 75 cents. What? 
Yeah. You have to. He's <laughs> probably yeah. drinking healthy things. But in any case, it's the thing is that 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 a Kaddish Baruch Hu loves us. This is, and, and actually, did you see that thing going around? Oh my God! I got to read this out to you. This is going around on uh, on. Uh, or from Chabad, I think. Or Judy, who sent this out. Hyper creative, infinite, and original designer of innumerable universes. Six for a corporeal human. <laughs> Let's build a home together. Help me get back into my world. <laughs> Whoa. It's gorgeous. So the thing is, if when we're the, the, what is davening? What is davening? Ah, Chaim. It's to be done, or it's to get the thing that I want, right? The moment that you already got what you want, so Hashem says, okay, I guess you don't need me anymore, bye. Right? Nigmar ha'esek, bikashta mashu natnim lecha v'zehakol. You ask me something, you got it. Over. Moshe Rabbeinu, Davka is teaching Amisol about tefillah in this way. He wanted to tell Amisol, "Deulachem shasharim tuchim ad shavu Mashiach." I want you to know, my davening, I will get answered. It's going to happen. Deulachem shasharim loni nalu ad shavu Mashiach. Then I. We'll get into Eretz Yisrael one day, one day, Pekar of Amen. And the gates are still open, right? This is the father telling the daughter, I know you're going to have experiences of not getting the answer, what you wanted. And I'm standing there with you also, davening, all the way through the entire human history. I'm davening with you and we're keeping that relationship open and we're not letting it close. Right. Well, this is the deepest way to teach about that. Ken Moshe ben Omer, deulachem shani hitchalti litpalel. I started davening. Vadayin akadosh baruch hu lo adnali and Hashem has still not answered me. But don't give up, right? And anyway, what the depths of it is about is that connectivity. Do you know? Do you know why we say the pasuk Ashrei Yoshevei Secha or You know why we say that? It's not part of the. It's not part of the Tehillim. You know that Tehillim 145 starts with Aramimcha. Pila Ledavid Aramimcha. Why do we say Ashrei on the second Ashrei? You know why? Gemara says because there's a mitzvah. When you come into shul, or when you begin to daven, to just be there. Shohim sha'achas just to be there. Mamish, just to be there, and realize how precious that is, and such a joy that it is. Whatever's going to come of this davening or not come of this davening, but Ashrei Yoshevi and it is forever, forever and ever, ever and ever. I get used to this now. My neshama won't stop singing after I die. My neshama after tchiasa amazing, ever and ever. Ashram shekachaloi. Gavald, that we have that, that our davening is not just formulaic to get the thing or to be finished. Shrei ha'am shehashem this, by the way, also after davening is the same thing. In Chabad Sidurim, they stick at the end of Altira, say, Ach tzadikim yoidu lishmecha, yeshvu yeshayim esmenecha. That pasuk is the pasuk in the Gemara to stick around after you're done also. Like, don't leave so quickly. You know? <laughs> we shared a moment. You told me what's going on for you. Stay for a little bit and then go. Right? It's, it's in Shulchan Aruch, by the way. Not so, you know, Jews in a rush, you know what I mean? 
it's not the most observed part of the Shukhanar, this Indian of, of slowing down. You know, <laughs> when the Shukhanar tells you to slow down, we're like, what? Slow down? <laughs> well, tell me the next Macha is. What are the, you know? <laughs> The Shulchan Aruch is telling me to slow down and just be in the moment with Hashem? What, what, what is that? That can't be a halacha. That, yeah. That's got to be some weird Hasidic maybe thing. <laughs> it's straight from the Gemara, straight in the, in the Shulchan Aruch. Fine. <clears throat> this is Dafka, this Moshe Ben is saying, don't, you know, first of all, of course, I'm, uh, do I want to get into Eretz Yisrael? Do I want to get into Eretz Yisrael? And I'm not going to stop davening till I get into Eretz Yisrael. And I'm that, those gates remain open. And I just want you to know it's going to be tough. And I'm with you next to you as you're davening. I'm not sure if you're getting and what. And just to be with you in the experience of davening. There's something deeper than the yes or the no. There's something in the experience and the relationship itself, which of course, of course, is the essence. Has to be. That's the ga'ula of tefillah. Not just to be done davening, and not just to get the thing or not get the thing. But this is the ishbitzer, right? Experience. The long, hard story of experience. And yet, that Hashem is so with you in that unrequited love and desire for whatever it is you're davening and for the, 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 the imperfections of life and for not and for not being able to achieve the life goals and so on like Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's where davening gets taught in the deepest, deepest way. That means don't stop until Hashem tells you to stop. That's right. So there's Midrashim about Moshe Rabbeinu that if Hashem said, listen, you know, the, the army Midrashim that Moshe did stop, right? But this, the Ishbitzer is learning it that because he didn't get what he wanted and his desire was still there, so those gates and that experience of Davin is still going forever, forever, ever, ever, ever. Go Mashiach. Not forever. What's that? According to the Ishbitzer, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because the heart it can't, it can't. I have to be an Eretz Yisrael. What do you mean, like, if you would even tell me, like, stop davening to go into Eretz Yisrael, would I stop? Like, you know, even if it's God, you know, like, okay, I'll, I'll stay outside, but you know, there's a, there's a deeper place that's still davening. By the way, this, this, I'll just slip in a little Torah from from Rav Cook. This, my dear friend Elia Fry, who, if anybody's going to be in Woodmere. Uh, gosh, is it two Shabbos from now already? I think it's two Shabbos from now. Motzi Shabbos in Woodmere, we're going to do a, a Kumsitz by Elia Fry. Were you there once? I don't remember. Maybe, yeah. So anyway, so he's the greatest. He's a mamish of Shlomo Chassid from England. And when his son's bar mitzvah venture thing, he put this little Torah from Rav Cook that said, you haven't begun to daven, until you realize that your soul is always davening, and that for you to daven, you just have to like uh, give it a voice. But really, your soul is always davening. So beautiful. That's like what we're talking about over here, right? Moshe's davening to get there to Israel, you know, Begilui, it stopped. But on the inside, of course, it didn't stop. How could it stop, right? And that's how he's standing with us, that's how he's teaching us what davening is. That's what, um, that was yeah. what we're saying. Vanit exactly. As long as he's alive. If I'm here, I'm davening. I am the davening, 100%. What he's basically telling is you should know, I open those gates, I never close them. I'm with you in that experience, and those gates remain open all the way to Mashiach, just daven with me, basically, right? And Iraq will tell us if much. I just want to add something to Shlomo. And on the Musag, we have no idea. And Shumada Musag, nobody knows. Maybe even the prophets have no idea. Now, here he says something heavy, and it's also related to what was going on in our lives now. The prayers of the six million, when they were going into the ovens, 
they were davening, right? What gates did those prayers open? Right? Who knows what they said? They didn't get a good answer from Hashem, right? Not at all. Aval gewalt echem patchu sharim lefaneinu. Gewalt that they opened the gates for all of us, right? And I think we all felt it, like after October 7th, especially the first couple of weeks, as horrifying and terrible as it was, but there was also this open Shemayim was like, and it's still Shemayim is right here with us. All the souls of Amitzvah through all the generations are here with us. The prayers of the people in those kibbutzim and the soldiers and so on, and the people in the party, v'chulei, v'chulei, are opening gates, opening, 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 opening. How they opened the gates. Slomo ends in, in, in pure, true Slomo fashion with a question and dot, dot, dot. Chaim, <laughs> chaim. That's all I have to say. If anyone have questions, thoughts, please, like uh, anything. Yeah. Say loud to the so the zoomers. I wasn't sure why why um I don't remember this, but was you know how Yosef's bones were carried outside from the town territory cell? Were Moshe's bones brought in territory cell? Like where he was completely buried outside? No, nope, yeah, yeah. That's Dafka not like it's a good it's a great castle. Like well, at least, you know, like with Yosef and all the Shvatim, each Shavit carried their progenitor. Each shavit, but no, Moses Dafka went up and uh, it says Hashem, Medrus says Hashem buried him. But, uh, unbelievable Medrus about the death of Moshe Rabbeinu. He was buried at Harnavo. The Arizal says Nun Bo, the Shar Hanun is there with him. Heavy duty stuff and yeah, hidden and impossible to find. And uh, So no, nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. Or if he was, he didn't even well, no, we know, no, the Medrash says clearly he definitely passed away. It was not like Eliyahu Novi. Was he buried by people? Hashem buried him, it says. Yeah, it's pretty something else. I mean, it's not not the average burial, <laughs> it was, but it was a burial. It was a burial. The soul left his body. That's, I, every Simchas Torah, I learn with my family the Medrash about how about the Malach Mavis, because the Malach, Malach Mavis was not able to take Moshe Rabbeinu's soul. There's a whole unbelievable story about it. The end of Dvarim Rabbah, it's gorgeous. It's so much fun to learn through it. It's like a, it's like a movie. It's like really cool. And, and Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't let, only Hashem, Hashem came himself and took Moshe's soul with a kiss. And yeah. And Moshe was left behind and then yes. lived longer? Or then well, the, the tribes of uh, Reuben and uh, Shimon, Right, he was he was buried on the east, what do we call it? The east bank, right? Is that what it is? The east bank of the Jordan, right? Like so, which which became quasi Eretz Israel, but not Mamish Eretz Israel. Yeah, yeah. I just I just said like think about that you know this world of sin and all of our achievements, all of our like you know passing the chance, you know, yeah. say, um, whether it be right, right. right like or like. Emotionally, like I'm healed. You know, I'm just still in the story. That's really where you're healed. Like being in the moment, this very moment, the place of healing, which has like no, that has no end. The infinite, like it really is that process. Like just very. Beautifully said. I think that's mamish. Like like we said at the beginning, like the ishbits is. I mean, you know, not to be crass about it, but Shlomo said of ishbits, ishbits and breasts are like drugs, as opposed to other tassidus are like. Medicine, and he just he tunes you like you don't have to like to realize how deep every moment in your process is, and really, really be there. It's it really is to hold. It's a mamisha whole things become you have a sense of infiniteness within it. Of being healed that we're not healed. Because right. it, it once you heal, the story's over. Right. <laughs> right. So you've got to be in the story. The, this is the experience. And Bez Hashem, and Mashiach will come and 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 we'll be able to go from good to better. We won't have to be, you know, we won't have to we won't have to be this 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 dark and light thing, but soon, amen. And thank you so much for coming. So great to see you guys. Yom Tov Shavua Tov. Uh, thank you.